Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own this DVD? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? Represent Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just wanna say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Yeah. Hey, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Hey, true words, I don't care. Truer words have not been said. It is Friday and we are looking forward to the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. I'm leaving all this in. How many songs about weekends are there? Oh, interesting. We don't need to... I sound echoey. Just got paid. Is there a button pressed? Friday night. Hmm. You don't sound echoey. I don't know. Yeah, check your setup while I sing mm. songs about the weekend. Doesn't look like it. <sighs> oh, nope. That, that doesn't do anything. Because <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, Hello. How are you? How you doing? Temporarily unemployed for the next two days. (laughs) True, true. Today was Sean's last day at his job. He starts a new one on Monday. So really, no break. (laughs) Nope. Just a weekend. Because what would I do besides... Build a greenhouse? Think about all the things I was going to do and then not do them. We are building a greenhouse in the backyard, I guess. Re- rebuilding the cat's jail. Mm-hmm. The catio. Sure. Kind of. And you're watching uh, movies about poker games. Um, Sort of. There is more poker in this movie than I remember. I, I was getting this movie mixed up, like certain scenes. Uh, mixed up with I think Sky. See the benefit of only seeing one is that you don't get it mixed up with the other. But ones. then I'm thinking maybe it wasn't even a James Bond movie that I'm thinking of. You're like maybe I saw Rounders. No, that's not what I was thinking of. All right. Well, this is a hey. Turn your music off. This is a podcast where Sean looks at his phone, and I play with the cat. It is called Why Do We Own This DVD. I am Diane. That's Sean. We are a married couple who talk about our DVD collection week after week after week after week. Um, yeah. No, that's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is accurate. <laughs> Why'd you make your voice sound lower? Because I want to see if that, that changes the echo. And it actually uh, does not. Okay. Well... This week, we are talking about the 21st movie what? 
the 21st James Bond movie in the Eon Productions mm-hmm. list. I so mean, that that's is, the that's the canon list, really. It's all the James Bond movies minus Never Say Never Again, which is not an Eon production. It's like something else. Which was oh, Sean Connery. Um, yeah. It's, it's technically not a... It's a Bond movie, but it's not a Bond movie. It's it's one where they got the rights to use the name and certain villains, I think. The Broccolis gave it to them? The, not willingly, through a lawsuit. Okay. Well, yeah. this is the 21st. What president was that? I was... Well, since it's James Bond, should you be looking at presidents or like prime ministers or... I, have there been 21 prime no, I don't ministers? Think so. Because have been, some have been prime minister for like a billion years. Have there been 21 monarchs? <laughs> no. Prince <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is the only one. I spelled have there at T-H-E-I-R. Uh, have there been 21 prime... I mean, England's an old country. Yeah, but... And they're an old country. Sure. How many? Oh, they're... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Who is the 76th Prime Minister of Great Britain? No idea. So apparently there have been... Plenty. Yeah. Boris Johnson is 76. Okay. So then who was the 21st? Well, you think it would give me that. Alyssa Prime... Don't make me count. Why don't you do 21st? I did. Oh. And it's not... It's... England's a funny place. <laughs> I got to count. You talk about James Bond. One, two. Uh, this was uh, uh, unequivocally my favorite of the Daniel Craig's, the, of the Spencer Daniel Craig Spencer Percival was the 21st Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Thank you. That sounds like a Harry Potter character. Spencer Percival? He would have been in Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, Casino Royale is my favorite oh. of the... I mean, that's not a controversial opinion. No. All right, we didn't say what we were talking about. You just kind of randomly said um, that. We're talking about Casino Royale. <laughs> this is why you don't introduce the show. Introduce. This is why I have introduce. introduce. Right, introduce. Introduce. This is why I have to um, know who the 21st Prime Minister is before we start the show. (laughs) All right. Tonight we are talking about from 2006, and like I said, the 21st James Bond movie, Casino Royale. A reboot, if you will. Of the James um, Bond, it is kind of a reboot. But isn't this the one with uh, uh who who the fuck was James Bond in that one? It was a ah what? Because there was a, a another James Bond Casino Royale. Oh, like a funny one though. That weird one. It's like a f- comedy. Yeah, with uh, what's his name? I don't Fucking, know. Uh, I don't care. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. Because. When I mentioned Casino Royale to someone at work, I'm like, oh, that's a remake? I'm like, no. It no. shares the same title. When I say reboot. Re- no, I know what you mean by reboot, oh. but I mean, because there is a James Bond Casino Royale prior to this one. 
Mm-hmm. But again, it's not an Eon Productions James Bond, obviously. Did someone at work ask you what was on tap for Why Do We Own This DVD? No. No, we were just talking about Casino Royale. Oh, okay. Because someone at my work asked me, what's next on Why Do We Own This DVD? Who would that be a J.T. Minnesota? J.M. Minnesota? Yes. J. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and I was like, Casino Royale. And he was like, point. which one? The first one or the, no. <laughs> the reboot one? <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Casino Royale takes place at the beginning of Bond's career as a 007, as he is earning his license to kill. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. We're, we're kind of, we're, we're acknowledging the 20 films before it, but also not. That makes sense. Again, yeah. Can you like be part of this conversation? And not look at fucking TikTok, where you have whatever you're doing, teenager. Google search. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, do you, what is your history with James Bond? We'll I've do seen, a, a I've brief... seen scattered random ones. Scattered randoms. Like, yeah, I, that I've, seems I've to never be... seen all of them. And I've not even seen the ones I've seen, like, in any kind of order. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's... Like, I grew up with my dad watching James Bond movies, but I would see, like, whatever one I happened to pop in on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think he was a diehard James Bond fanatic either. He seems like a Dalton. Like but, a Timothy Dalton. Uh, I know he liked Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. I think... Connery might have been his favorite. That's... But I think that's an age thing. Yeah. I think that was like his first James Bond. That's probably, yeah. I did I did see Doctor No. I may, I sat down and I watched it. Um the first one. Mhm. And 20... it's fucking boring. It is not great. No. I do see the appeal of Sean Connery as James Bond. A young Sean Connery. I 100% see that appeal. Was very dashing and it's yeah. not a great movie. Yeah. And I did, because this was 2019, I did have plans of watching the entire series. Because I wanted to see mm-hmm. before No Time to Die opened in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched Dr. No. I was like, Ugh, I didn't like it. I didn't watch anymore. And then No Time to Die like took two years to come out. Um, but I, we saw Casino Royale. We didn't see this in the theater. You don't think so? No. I really don't think we did. You don't think so? I think we just, I think we, I remember seeing it. We were living in uh, Corona. And I remember we must have like either just flat out bought it, which was a common thing we did. Yeah. It's funny the things you do when you don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> or or we, or we just rented it. But I remember watching it and going, holy shit that was great were we still doing like netflix dvds 2006 no we weren't doing that yet oh right we hadn't started doing that no we were i was Was that a torrance thing yeah Uh, we were going to blockbuster i don't remember doing that i do oh wait no i do that one like up the up 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 first ave or first whatever that turned into there was one by dos lagos just letting you know that I would go there after work. Oh, that I don't remember. 
Um, but yeah, I remember thinking, wow, that's uh, that was a great movie. What what I think Bond might be cool. Um, but I never went back and watched any other ones. I didn't care about the P- Pierce Brosnan ones, even though that was my time. That was the 90s. Never saw a one and zero interest. I have a, a brother who has always been a Bond fan since I can remember. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I remember seeing, you know, you know, View to a Kill. I don't count me seeing it because I was very young, but it was it would be on. And there was that Duran Duran song. View to a Kill, right? Is that the one with Michelle Yeoh? No, she's in a Pierce Brosnan one. Oh, wait, View to a Kill. Is, That's um, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, which I've never seen. And isn't like um, Grace Jones in it or something? I think Grace Jones was in a couple of them, I think. Yeah. Um, but other than that, really, when I tell people, yeah, technically I've seen two Bond movies. I've seen Dr. No. So wait, you've never seen the Pierce Brosnan ones? Nope. I will tell you, you will enjoy them. I think I would because... Not all of them, because I've never seen all of them, but I know you will like GoldenEye Mm -hmm. and... uh, Because I like 90s action blockbusters, I feel like they'd be my jam. I think you would tolerate the one with uh, Denise Denise Richards. Richards. Halle Berry's in. The, The Halle Berry one. She's in Die Another Day, I think. That's the one with that the another day. I believe that's one with the ice. I don't know. <laughs> it was like an ice cave. Um, but yeah, uh, I've seen like two or three of the Brosnans, two maybe. And the ones I've seen that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Like I yeah. love Goldeneye. I can see that. I I I think Pierce Brosnan is. Possibly the least convincing James Bond. He might look the best, though. Well, until, I mean, he's still Daniel Craig. He's a handsome man, no he doubt. Is. He's Remington Steele. Yeah, I mean, and I loved Remington he's Steele. He's Dante in Dante's Peak. Yeah, well, I've never seen Dante's Peak. <laughs> oh, my God! It's but, the best Pierce Brosnan movie ever made. No, well, there's a better Dante's Peak called Volcano. <laughs> no, Dante's Peak rules them all. <laughs> no. Pro tip, guys, go watch Dante's Peak. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's so good. But it's but it's called Volcano. No. And Pierce Brosnan is actually built as Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> no. no, Dante's Peak, Pierce Brosnan, Linda Hamilton, and Grandma who dies in the boat. Oh my God, it's just so. Wait, is Chef's is kiss. is Deep Impact better than Armageddon? Is, no. Is Ants better than A Bug's Life? No. <laughs> You are doing apples to oranges at this point, mister. Okay. No, no. They're apples to rotten apples. <laughs> okay. So, Casino Royale opened November 17th, 2006. It's my brother's birthday. He has the benefit of always having a Bond movie open around his birthday. They tend to open like the same time of year. Oh. Uh, I don't know what I have around my birthday. Yeah, you have what are summer blockbusters. You have a weird in-between, though, because it's not the 4th of July movies yet. No. It's too late for the Memorial Day movies, so you kind of have that weird in-between. I mean, I might get like a Father's Day movie or something, or a, a uh, uh, first day of summer movie. Yeah. Who knows? You get Midsommar, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay to have as your birthday movie. <laughs> What's your birthday movie? Midsommar. <laughs> you never saw it. 
I've seen. It will fuck you up. I've seen a, a, a supercut of like oh. the hits. <laughs> or the drops. Or the drops. <laughs> Get it? Okay. Um, this movie is directed by Martin Campbell, who directed Pierce Brosnan. Bonds. He did a bunch of the Pier- <clears throat> Pierce Brosnan ones. I don't know if he did all of them, but he did a bunch. Are there four? Four or five. I don't remember. I think there was maybe four. Are there four or five? <laughs> don't tell me there's four or five. Tell me if there's four or if there's five. I think there's four. Golden there's Eye, four or five. GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies, Die Another Day, License to Kill. I don't fucking know. Yeah. If I knew, I would have a definitive answer for you. <laughs> um, remember, I wasn't sure what which one Vito Kill was. So why are you asking me? So I kind of gonna. I'm not gonna do the plot and cast because I want to build up. Sure, sure. So there was talk of you know kind of after Pierce Brosnan was officially done in 2004. Re- he didn't want to be. Well, he was officially done in 2004, and of course, being, you know, the Bond world, the broccolis that own the Ian Fleming shit, like, well, this is definitely a moneymaker. We don't want it to end. What can we do? Um, Quentin Tarantino expressed interest in directing an adaptation of Casino Royale, but... um. Eon Productions was not interested. Um, e- can you imagine a Tarantino Bond movie? I can. I it, yeah, I can. It would be. I'm not sure how like those like blue blooded Bond fans would think of a Tarantino Bond. No, movie. I don't think they'd be on board. He said he would have had it set in the 1960s, as you do. And he would have only made it with Pierce Brosnan as Bond. But by then, um, Pierce Brosnan was done. 2005, Martin Campbell. He Oh, he directed GoldenEye. That's it. Oh, that's the only one? Yeah. Um, he was announced as the film's director. Um, according to Martin Campbell, I feel like his name would be like Martin <laughs> Campbell, like some Australian. He is act. Australian. Is he? Because it seems like a very Australian name. Um. The only actor he really wanted at the time was Henry Cavill. But Seems too young. He was only 22. So, yeah, that's um, too young. I'm sorry. So then you had people like Sam Worthington, Australian. Um, one of our favorite actors, Dougray Scott, was considered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scottish, just like Connery. Oh, Martin Campbell was a Kiwi. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then they also screen tested people like Julian McMahon. I don't know who that is. Alex O'Loughlin, Ewan McGregor, Rupert Friend. Ewan McGregor would be too young too. This would have been what? Revenge of the Sith. No, I don't. Well, it's too young for Jane. How much younger is he than Daniel Craig? I don't think he's that much younger. Um. It's funny, it's you and Rigger and Rupert Friend, who are both on Kenobi. Rupert Friend is the Inquisitor, the bald white head. <laughs> Kira Knightley's uh, ex-boyfriend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they were right. all screen tested, but um, they decided on Daniel Craig. Of course, this was controversial because Daniel Craig has blonde hair. 
yeah, but blondish. And um, Bond is supposed to be tall, dark, and handsome, and charismatic. And apparently, people thought Daniel Craig was none of the above. Were you familiar with Daniel? Craig? No, didn't know who the fuck that was at all. I well, okay, so he's in this movie that I was obsessed with called The Power of One. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Which is, what, this would have been 13 years Does prior? Does he play uh, Afrikaans? Oh. He plays a Nazi. Oh, he actually plays a, an actual... a Nazi. A Nazi. Oh, Power of One. What does that take? Where does that take place? Johannesburg. Oh, yeah. So it is South Africa. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, But he plays a Nazi. He's fucking evil in that movie. Evil as... He, I, I feel like he would be the same as like a Ray Fiennes. Or no, Joseph Lines? Who was the? Which one is which? <laughs> which one's a Nazi? Are they both Nazis at some point? Rafe Fines. Rafe. Right? Joseph Fines is kind of a Nazi on Handmaid's Tale. It's not a Nazi. Is though. Joseph Fines in? Um, He's in Shakespeare in Love. He's Shakespeare. And Rafe Fines was the um, Voldemort. No, I know, but he was also in that Schindler's fucking List. no, and the other one, the Quiz desert show? movie. English, English patient. patient. Yeah, but not a Nazi. No, I know. Daniel Craig is three years older than Ewan McGregor, so not much. Oh, yeah. But, that's... but I think it makes a, a certain age, it makes a difference. Mm. You know? It would have been weird to see Ewan McGregor just a year after Revenge of the Sith as yeah, James it's Bond. It's too, too fresh still. Um, but people were so mad about Daniel Craig. Um, during the entire production period, this is and this is before people got ten billion times worse on the mm-hmm. internet. This was, you know, two thousand five. There were internet campaigns such as Daniel Craig is not bond.com, which is still a website. I accidentally clicked it. Oh no, you gave them another hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, um, let me go check it they out. They threatened right now. to boycott the film. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Um and the Daily Mirror ran a front page news story with the headline, the name's Bland. James Bland, which I cannot get over because once you watch this movie and you see Daniel Craig in this movie, he is the opposite of Bland. That's all I At can say. At least they could have done Blonde, James Bland. I'm sure that joke was there too. You know it was. But, but that's a better one. At it's least. a little better. Because you know what? You're right. He is blondish. His eyebrows are very blonde. You can barely he, see him. He does have faint eyebrows, yes. So Daniel Craig was our James Bond. And uh, he gets his license to kill and a promotion to a 00 agent status. Of course, we know him as 007. Um, he gets this by assassinating the traitorous Dryden and his contact at the British Embassy in Prague. I don't understand any of that. There's a lot of this movie. That's, yeah, that's the code open. I, yeah, the black and white, which is mm. cool. Which I had forgotten was black and white. My holdup with movies like this, mm. Bondage, why, why I've never really gotten into them is that well, I don't understand what's going on a lot of the time. You're not supposed to. I know that, but I kind of want to. No, and so I'm always afraid that's going to be a, a block yeah. there. I know what happens in this movie. I couldn't tell you the plot, though. 
like all the, That's the running the, a lot and of the, the fighting. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I know I don't really have to. I mean, a lot of the James Bond movies don't actually have a a uh, concise like through line. Like the mm-hmm, plots are mm-hmm. never like this needs to happen. It's and this needs to happen, you know, or this needs to happen to prevent this thing from happening. Whatever. It's always a small series. Mm-hmm. It it's not one like strong like taproot. It's like a a little fibrous web of like all these little like things all yeah. kind of connect. Because well, I think the Bond movies have always been about like locations and oh, yeah. women and gadgets. gadgets. Yeah. And that's the plot. You know it's what I mean? Places, women, gadgets, and cars. Yeah. yeah. And that's your plot. Yeah. Whereas something like, I like to compare, at least this movie, because I haven't seen the other Craig ones, but I like to kind of compare it to the Bourne movies because I really think that Jason Bourne walked so Daniel Craig's James Bond could run. Um, I think the Bourne Identity really um, had an impact on the making of this movie. Does that feel the same to you as this plot-wise? No, which is why I I like the Bourne movies because I think... It has a very strong central plot. It does have a plot, but you still get the locations. Like you know what his... Espionage, but I don't have a hard time following it. He has a singular mission, which is to figure out who, who he is. Who he is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our cold open is him getting his license to kill. Mm. And of course, within every Bond movie, you have the cool song opening, starting with him shooting towards the camera with the, you know, everyone knows that. The gun barrel. And our Cool. Are, are, the, are the arm movements required when you do that? Oh, I wish everyone could see my no, 007 it's, dance. It's probably better that they don't. <laughs> um, our opening song is a Chris Cornell song. R.I.P., which I had forgotten until you said it. Last night. Oh, oh, yeah, shit. I forgot what it's called. Um, It's a cool opening. It's animated. It's pretty cool. And it's mm-hmm. lots of like poker shit. Um, and then we're, we're, um, we're in Uganda, Uganda, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Mr. White introduces Stephen Obano. I see, I don't know who any of these people are. I couldn't tell you who any of these people are in the movie. Um, they introduce him to Le Chiffre, Le Chiffre, is that how you say it? Le Chiffre. Uh, played by Mads Mikkelsen. He's who, a, I mean, was born to play a Bond villain. He was born to play a Bond villain with his leaky-ass eye. He's a banker who uh, services many of the world's criminals and terrorists. He's a associate partner of Spectre, but I believe they couldn't use the word Spectre in this movie, I that read. Was, that was still under the lawsuit. Okay. Uh, he's a mathematical genius, an expert chess player, and he uses those skills when he's playing poker. Yeah, in that in that lawsuit that gave them that other Bond movie, um, that fucking guy who won that lawsuit, whatever, mm-hmm. he got the rights to Spectre and Blofeld. So then, how did the movie Spectre get made? That was the lawsuit was overturned. Uh, I don't remember. So, I mean, something happened. Either they bought it outright from him, or you know, whatever that the ruling was had laughs or whatever. Can you imagine like? Like hardcore Bond fans, when they find out the movie's going to be called Spectre, 
that probably was a big deal because you couldn't even say that word, maybe. I don't know. I don't understand Bond fans. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Um. So, Obano entrusts Le Chiffre. How do you say it? Le Chiffre. We said Le Chiffre. You, 11 you, times don't, you don't say the R, right? Well, I mean, you. it's Le French. Chiffre. You would. It would be Le Chiffre. But With a large it, sum of money to invest, Le Chiffre shorts the stock of aerospace manufacturer Skyfleet using using insider knowledge of a terrorist attack. I don't even know what I just read so to you. He, so, what Le Chiffre does is he would take all these criminals money mm-hmm. and use it to invest make more of it yeah i assume for the criminals who gave him the money to incentivize them to keep giving him money to you know mm-hmm. to move around okay so he buys he, he shorts a stock in that in the sky fleet meaning he was going to buy it either at a certain date or a certain price, whatever their, the contract is, because he knew that that prototype plane was going to explode, was going to blow up, and that would sink that stock price. So then he would buy it all up mm, yeah. for you know rock bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in Madagascar, Bond um, blows up an embassy. In the course of killing bomb maker Molaka? Yeah, we don't really, you don't really ever hear his name, but I think yeah. once. Um, is it, it's MI6, right? Not M16. MI6. Those are the freeways in England, right? M1. The M1. Yeah. <laughs> MI6 Chief M, played by Judy Dench. Dame. Dame. Judy. Come on, show some respect. Who is actually a carryover from Pierce Brosnan, Mm -hmm. right? Um, She's pissed at Bond for causing this um, whole incident, ignoring her orders to capture the bomb maker alive. Mm -hmm. Um, But he uh, used information that he got from him. He's led to uh, this corrupt Greek dude, Alex Dimitrios, in the Bahamas, Mm -hmm. right? Who yeah. had hired Malacca at Le Chief's request. The thing with um, Judy Dench as being M, it's it's not the same M as the Pierce Brosnan ones. Okay. Because obviously that would be a different James Bond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the same, because obviously this is, unless this is a prequel I thought to it the was, Pierce Brosnan's, you know what I mean? I thought it was supposed to, because it's at the beginning of Bond's career. I know, but it's a complete reboot, though. It just, I think it just happens to have the same Do you actor. Buy in to the whole James Bond is not the real name. Until Skyfall. And you saw the gravestone. Yeah. With his parents. That ruined it for me. I'm like, wait, what? That's his yeah. actual fucking name? <clears throat> because I've always thought it was like a code name that, that they're all Bonds. That, that agent got. Like they're all Doctor Who's. Well, I, I just thought it was like 007 is James Bond. 006 is whatever Sean and, Bean's name was. 005 is, you know. Was Sean Bean a 006? Oh, you. Again. Again, you need to watch the Brosnans. So this is a young Sean Bean. It's a very young, very handsome Sean Bean. Because he was like, like what, 40? I think he might have been 19. 
he's in his 30s, he'd probably look good. He looked great. Does he look as good as Daniel Craig and Eva Green? I don't know. Uh, no, no, one. no, no, no one person would look as good as the two of them. No. <laughs> okay, so um, Bond wins Demetrios's Aston Martin DB5 in a poker game. Mm-hmm. Um, seduces his wife Solange. Mm-hmm. Played by someone who plays as Demetrios. Does it matter? She looked almost Indian. She was um I saw her name yesterday. Oh, Katarina Marino. Moreno? M U R I N O. So Hmm. Um I don't know. I don't know who that is. Demetrios played by Simon Akbar. Nope. Abkarian. So I mean, he looked Egyptian. Yeah, he's whatever. The IANs. Yeah. What are they called? <laughs> I know that sounded rude. What is it? Again? Armenians? Armenians. I worked with so many of them <laughs> back in my day. I know so many. Kardashian. Whatever. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the, all the people I used to work with. I'm just, what was her name? Nectar. Collegian. Okay. Just, I'm just throwing names let's out. Let's dox your old boss. No, I'm just saying names. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. So Demetrios. With his wife. Mm-hmm. Solange. Mm-hmm. Seduces. They have a quick fling, I guess. Um, Not even because they... He right away, like... Because she gets a phone call saying that her husband's telling her that he has to fly to Miami. Yes. So then... So that ruins his plan. That, so then Bond, he calls for room service, champagne and caviar. For one. For one. Mm-hmm. And he ditches her. Yeah. He, he goes her. Yeah. Rude. To go he follow goes to Demetrios Miami. in Miami. Um, he kills him. In a, in a very... Yeah, in a very low-key, quiet knife fight. Oh yeah, in the that's middle right. of Body World, and then he chases down the the a person that Demetrios hired, mm-hmm. um, and then the whole thing with the plane. So yeah, he so Demetrios has a bag, a duffel bag, uh huh. Takes it with him to Body World, checks the bag in, gets a little bag check, places that little bag check tag on a stack of poker chips in the Body World display. They yep. f- they fight. Bond kills him. Mm-hmm. He goes to get that bag tag, but it's already gone. Mm-hmm. See, he can't find the guy who got it, but he has Demetrios's phone. Calls the last number that you know whatever contact was there. Sees the guy answer the phone. That Bond knows who his guy is now. So now he knows who to follow. Okay. And they end up at the airport mm-hmm. where they're gonna. We're like an unveil that Skyfleet. The fucking, largest plane in the world. Yeah, it's like a, I think, I guess now would be the Boeing 777 or whatever. Like the Concorde? The big, the big air, no. Remember the Concorde? Concorde was the fastest plane in the world. Was it? Oh, was it the biggest? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think Airbus has the biggest plane now. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the plan is to this, blow up this guy plane. is going to blow up that plane. Yeah. Crash that company's stock and Lashif scores big. But Bond thwarts the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Thwarts. Very, I mean, the that whole se- um, sequence through the airport at on the tarmac, all of it. Very, uh... It's all action. Very exciting. Yeah. Very, very, very tense. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, he's it's a lot of... He keeps losing track of him, and yet, miraculously, yeah. he keeps finding him again. Yeah. Same with uh, Malacca. Like, it was amazing how, you know, in... Where were they? Uganda? Or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like... All the parkour running. Like, and... all the construction building site, you know? Yeah. Like, like how does he know that... If he slides through this little hole in the floor, he'll be right behind him or right in front of him. I'm telling you, he got everything from Jason Bourne. So. But of course, they're like, well, obviously someone talked. Someone gave this away. So they, the, the bad people um, kill Solange, his wife, because they assume that. How yeah, did like, Bond know like Lashif's people. Yeah. Yeah. How did they assume that she told Bond everything? Well, which, they're going to. Well, no, I mean, I think they just try to. They tortured her to find out who she was uh-huh. in contact with, and she probably gave them James Bond's name. Oh, yeah, I mean, so they I- have no idea who James Bond is until they've talked to her. No, it's pretty shitty. So now they have a name. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't happy with her marriage anyway. Not that it, she should die. It just, I feel really bad for her because. Oh yeah, I mean, she, she had a crappy marriage. I mean, she was ultimately, you know, an innocent bystander. Really, yeah, I mean, it sucks. So to get his uh, client's money back, um, Lashif um, organizes a poker tournament at the Casino Royale in Montenegro. He's got to win $150 million back. $115? $150. Well, he had lost $110. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he, at this point, he's just trying to make back the loss. Uh-huh. And, you know, any extra he can. Yeah. So, yeah, he has a high-stakes poker game. $10 million buy-in, which is insane. I don't even understand. Again, listen to our Rounders episode. You'll understand how much I don't understand poker. Well, I mean, Any of it. This whole part isn't about poker. No, but I still don't understand the the everything <laughs> about it. Like, what's the appeal? I have no idea. So M, M enters um, Bond into the tournament. Um. She believes that... Because she's heard that he's one of the best poker players in the agency. Bond is. Yes. Yeah. Um, she believes the defeat will force the chief's... The... The... The free chic. What the fuck <laughs> just happened? The freak. The chic, you know. So yeah, she knows to that... To seek asylum with the British government in exchange for information on his clients. Yeah. Bond is paired with the money. I mean, I've not seen all the James, all the Daniel Craig's. However, how I will go out on a limb and say Ava Green as Vesper Lind. Well, I would say that Vesper Lind is possibly the best Daniel Craig Bond girl, and I, I Bond girl scene, and now it just seems kind of outdated. Like it, well, it's yeah, not something that we should be saying. We don't. They haven't held up because but, they've never been. But if you say Bond girl, you'd know what people are talking about. Yeah. So she's, I will, I will, I will bet 
10 million imaginary monies mm-hmm. that Vesper Lind is the best Daniel Craig Bond girl. Because she, just from what I know. Just because she can, she can parry with him. She can. She's smart. She's not like a killer, like a femme fatale. No, she's, she's like a normal a, person, really. Who like. She's an accountant. Who did, who, you know. Who's incredibly to, smart. Yeah, and it's Ava Green. I fucking love her. I mean, it's Miss Peregrine. I mean, it, she. I mean, everything about she's. I mean, she's quite possibly a perfect human being. <laughs> Maybe we don't know her personally, so don't. If she does something awful before this episode drops, again, you know what. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and, and be like, you know what? She's, she, she's probably not wrong. <laughs> if she's like, I agree with the Supreme Court's decision today, I'd be like, mm, got to think about this one. <laughs> I'm, uh, like, I'm listening. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God. So Vesper Lynn, she is the money she literally tells him i am the money she represents the treasury which is f- putting up the 10 million the 10 possibly 15 million dollars yeah and then they um meet up with their contact renee in montenegro wallace mathis i mean math what where did wallace come from i don't know mathis i curtis mathis <laughs> i love for. mathis uh, played by Giancarlo Giannini. Not to be confused with Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito. You got my text though, but screen drafts they mentioned Giancarlo Giannini. Yeah. I was like, Duh. but yeah, I I love Mathis, uh, and he does come back in the franchise. Okay, cool. Something to I look did, forward to. You know who I haven't mentioned is M's assistant Villiers. Vill- that you say his name? Oh, I don't know. Played by the prince consort himself, yeah. Tobias Menzies, also in Game of Thrones. But come on, he's on the crown. That's all you need to. He's Prince Philip. There's no other one. I love Tobias Menzies. Um, he's so fucking young. In you know this who movie. we don't ever see in this in this one in this James Bond movie? Nah. Is Q? Do we see him in other ones? There's no Q in this movie. Is he in other ones? I'm a. I don't know anything about James Bond. Who's Q? Q is well. Q stands for quartermaster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is the guy who provides all of James Bond's gadgets. Who is he in Austin Powers? He's a, a Robert Wagner. Not Bill Nye, but a, who's that fucking old guy? Robert Wagner with um, the patch. No, Basil Faulty. What the fuck is? Oh, his Rath- name? Basil Rathbone here. Rathbone was it Rathbone? I don't remember. If you tell me who the Austin Powers equivalent yeah, that's, is, I might that's, be able to. That's their cue. And in the Brosnans and all the ones prior, or almost all the ones prior. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's uh, uh, John Cleese in one of them. Oh, I know who John Cleese is. Mm-hmm. One or two of them. But it was, uh, what's his name, Llewellyn? No. Yeah, right? Okay. I don't Fuck, what was his first so name? So there is no Q in this. Is there a Q in... Yeah, it's Ben... Skyfall. That fucking Ben, what's his name? Ben Wishaw? Oh. Ben Wishaw? Is that a person? That is, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. Cool. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So, poker game. Yeah, Desmond Llewellyn. I don't know who that is. Kind of like the the Q that I've known my whole life. He was all. He was most of Pierce Brosnan's Q. So Obano, or Ugandan guy from the beginning, mad that his money is missing, mm-hmm. ambushes Le Chiffre. Again. <laughs> I don't know. But allows him to continue playing to win back the money. Then Bond kills Obano and his bodyguard. And that's when we get the the wonder my favorite scene in the movie. Right? I mean, it's a... Uh, the the post-fight after he kills them. Well, even the fight, like... Like he he. What happened? He like one guy gets shot, falls over the railing. He he throws the other guy off the railing with him. Uh huh. Like two feet. And they fight at the bottom of the stairwell. Yeah. And Vesper's there. And, and Obano grabs a gun. And then Vesper Lynn jumps in, an accountant, but yeah. desperately trying to save all themselves. Yeah. You know, starts whacking the guys hand on the ground and knock the gun out and then yeah. Bond strangles and she him. literally yeah. watches like the light go out of his yeah. eyes like this is what you I feel like you don't see in action movies especially James Bond movies is and the it's a trauma qu- that well, and it's a she, quiet death I mean yeah the trauma that she experiences from witnessing this from, like, every, all, from any, almost getting killed to yeah. watching a, a man die see you kind of you know you watch action movies no one really they, someone's killed. They're like, okay, let's go. Yeah, you and don't just, you don't stick around to watch them. You know, what to listen for then, the death rattle or you know. But then we, yeah, we see they go back up to the hotel room. He well, he tells her to go get whoever to get the bodies to whatever. get Mathis take care of the and bodies. And then he finally goes up to the hotel room and he sees her sitting in the shower, fully in, clothed in her fabulous gown in her dress wonderful or whatever. purple dress. Yeah, and she's just huddled there and like. I mean, she's, it's complete shell shock. Yeah. And he covers her in holy fucking shit. And, the scene and her is, thing is, she's like, I can't wash the blood off my hands. There's no yeah. blood on her hands. Yeah. So he. But he, you know, which. Oh, yeah. It's a very sensual scene. It It is, but it's also like sweet in a way, in, you know. You in don't a very, expect that in a, in a very high way. intensity way. Especially this bond. We're, we're, but then when you also think about it, I'm like, if there was blood on her hands, it's not hers. It's not gross. his. It's a stranger's <laughs> that he is sucking off. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, now Bond has hepatitis. <laughs> and now we're in a different movie. No, I love that scene. Just because yeah. it's, well, yeah. you don't expect it. Especially from, we've already established that he's, you know, cold hearted. He can't. He has to be because of his job, right? He can't get attached to anyone. He can't be emotionally open, blah, blah, blah. But the scene is very telling. And yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, and yeah, at, you know, once she tells him that she can't wash the blood off, I mean, there's no lines except for, I think, I think he kind of says, is that better? Oh, and she just... Yeah, and she says, yeah. She barely says, yeah. She just kind of nods and... She just nods. And that's it. Yeah. And he sits in the shower with... The, he turns it off, I think. He turns the water off. I think But they so, just sit yeah. there in the shower. Yeah. Because that's what she needs. It's yeah. just like just, that comfort. Yeah. So Bond loses his stake as um, 
the sheaf has been tipped off about his own tell. I don't know what that means. So when when people lie in poker land, in anyway, or in general, they have a tell. Often, right? time, yeah. Most, I, mean, I think, always there's some micro body movement. That, you know, that's yes. unique to everyone. Yeah, like some and people blink. And certain people will pick up on that. Yeah, intuitive people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, at some mentalist level, you know, but, but yeah, uh, but, but Bond thinks he's discovered Le Chiefs, which is that his eye will, his, his dead eye, his leaky eye, uh huh, will tend to kind of twitch and he, you know, will touch it, touch it to stifle the twitch. Uh huh. Um, so he, and he so tells this to Mathis and Bond loses his stake. What does that mean? The money. He won't. He okay. he's he's lo- he's busted out. Meaning he lost his his whole pot. Mm-hmm. He's out of the game. Mm-hmm. He can buy back in for five million if Vesper Lynn deems it a worthy investment. But she doesn't. She won't cover the she five won't, million. She won't authorize the five million rebuy. So he's no longer in the game. He can't get in. But then, fellow player Felix Leiter, well, leader. Well, Leiter. so then. Bond has no other choice, but he's gonna just shut up, kill the chief. Uh huh. Where he grabs the knife off the table, and yeah, and Felix and is just like stalking the chief, and then we, and then Jeffrey Wright, mm-hmm. yep, grabs him and says, "I forgot, to, I didn't get to introduce myself earlier." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're both, you know, we're both brothers or whatever. Meaning, I love they Jeffrey share, Wright. they share like a, uh, they're ba- they're basically colleagues. Just and Leader has been in previous Bond Lighter. movies. Lighter has been in previous Bond movies. He's a he's a classic Ian Fleming character. Yeah. yeah. But never by a black man until Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. No surprise there. I mean, I mean Bond hey, movies. First blonde Bond, first black Lighter. Yep. Um, he stakes Bond the money to continue in exchange for taking the sheaf into yeah, America. I mean, he Cassidy. knows Bond's a better poker player than he is. Yeah. He... He's confident that he can beat Lashif. Yeah. And as an American with unlimited funds, you know, it's it's a drop in the bucket for the Americans to, you know, buy a chance at getting Lashif. Yeah. So long ass poker game still going on. Uh Lashif's uh lo- this says lover. I feel weird saying that word. <laughs> Lashif's Evil Lori Laughlin. <laughs> Woman Valenka, played by um, Ivana Milepchikovic. She's born in Sarajevo. I read her biography. She has virtually no lines. She doesn't. It's too bad because I feel like she's interesting. She's, I mean, she's very eye catching because, I mean, she's like super blonde. Yeah. And she's seemingly super attractive. It's hard. You don't really see a lot of her, actually, because her hair is covering half her face yeah. half the time. She's very pretty. You well, always see her from behind. She's like, no Eva Green. Whatever. Her back. But. Sorry, you're no Eva Green. Eva? Eva? How do we say it? I, I say Eva Green. I do, too, because she's... Is she French? I don't know. Keep talking. We got to see what she is. Yeah, what were She's you French. what were you saying saying about Valenko or whatever? You you Villa Valenko. I'm a year older than her. 
Eva Green? I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Or she's a year younger than you. Well, she's born July 6th, 1980. No, I know. Oh, she's a year younger than me. I know what you meant. Yeah. American <laughs> University of Paris. Yeah. I'm, you know. Her birthday's coming up. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I mean, so is mine, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is before hers. I'm more excited about We're both more excited for hers. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. Um, So, yeah. Valenka, she poisons Bond's martini. Mm -hmm. This is where we also get um, his... The recipe for the the, classic... James Bond martini. Called the Vesper. Yeah. I don't know what's in it. Do you? I don't yeah. remember. She, too, um, much, too much shit. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just knows it's, you know, shaken mustard. That's yeah. just the. I do like shaken mustard. Do I look like I give a damn? I know. It's so meta and funny. <laughs> Valenka poisons his martini, but Vesper, well, this is very summed up. Vesper rescues him. Okay. So he knows he's been poisoned. He immediately gets up, goes to the bathroom, drinks a bunch of salt. Yeah. Pours so, salt in the purge. water to, to, yeah, to puke it up. It's still affecting him. He walks out to his car because he knows there's a defibrillator in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he has an emergency med kit in his car, yeah. basically. So he gets the defibrillator. He calls M and her people, M1. M1 that was sorry, a very M1. tense M1. scene. It was a very tense scene because you're like, he's not going to make it. And he's putting it on himself and they're telling him, don't press the... The button yet you gotta put a thing in your neck well because they, they that'll make you pass out they figured out what the poison is yeah and so, so they know what what steps to take they know how to at least neutralize it uh-huh. but it's not enough to keep him alive because he's still gonna it's still gonna stop his heart uh-huh so he needs to you know inject him his in, inject himself with the whatever the antidote whatever uh-huh. it is. and, and he also has to be ready to restart his heart uh huh. But he try. He's pressing the button. They're like, press the button now. He's pressing the button. Nothing's happening. Then he sees that one of the wires what? is yeah. Not. One, of, one of the electrodes is unplugged. And then he goes up, pop it back in, and he. he that's when he passes. He passes out. out. Vesper finds him there. Thank how, God. How she knows what to do again? You know what? Because she's super smart. She's super smart. She sees the wire, sticks it in. Presses the button. He's he's back up. Computer's back up. I I do like when you know because when they first meet, they're kind of like sizing each other up mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of guess what each other's lives are. And then on you. the way to the hotel for the first time, she's like, he's like, you're not my type. What smart? No single. single. <laughs> so good. Yeah, their banter is definitely part of the reason why this movie is so fucking good. It's just I mean, the like the scene where they they've in decided the to dress room? each other. Yes. The dress he like, gets to, am I supposed to wear that? Like she's angry at him for getting her a dress, you know, cuz I think she just assumed there's going to be a man buying me a dress. Yeah, it's a nice ass dress. Come and on. And then and then the suit when she gets he's for him. Like, what is what this? Is this? I, I have a dinner jacket. Yes, but I need you to look like you there belong at that table. There are dinner jackets and there are dinner jackets. That's a dinner jacket. No, she's like that's the ladder. That's the ladder, yeah. I need you to look like you belong at that table. He's like, but it's tailored. And he looks he's so like, goddamn I, good he's in like, it. I sized you up the minute I met you. And he's he's flabbergasted. He, he's completely flummoxed. 
Yeah. Like he can't even yell at her. He's so mad. No. And then there's us, the audience. And then he puts it on and it's a perfect fucking Yeah. Suit. And we're sitting there, the audience is going, how are there two more beautiful people than the ones I'm looking at right now in her damn purple dress and his tailored black suit? God, I mean, yeah, Ava Green without her Vesperlin makeup when she's supposed to be like kind of barefaced. Yeah. Kind of like, you know. In that mirror. See, but. You still she, see the. Her, the she has eyeliner in there. Yeah. Without. Or, she does I, the charcoal look. I this think movie. she still has eyeliner in her no makeup A look. A little bit. You know, but it's. Yeah. More natural. Whoever did her makeup. That should have gone in a fucking Academy Award. Because <laughs> goddamn, without she, the charcoal. Yep, yep. She's yep. goddamn gorgeous. I'm anyway, sorry. <laughs> I mean, made, so we, is Anna Craig, but she's gorgeouser. <laughs> she's gorgeouser. <laughs> sorry, Mister Craig, you just cannot compete. You, you're a pale second to Ava Green he's without tan makeup in this movie. He's tan. He's still pretty dull compared to her, though. But. You got to admit, though, when he's walking out of that ocean. I mean, he knows it. He knows it. And it's funny because he's not like super ripped. He's ripped. He's ripped enough. He's ripped. He's the right amount of ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm no, showing I, Sean I know, a picture of him in the water like, right now. Like nowadays, if they did that shot with, you know, like a like a hunky actor guy, He'd have like a cheese grater six pack, you mm, know. He'd be like Chris Hemsworth, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like peak Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I mean he's always peak. What are you talking about? No, the peak. Fat Thor is my favorite Thor. I know. <laughs> God damn it. Um. Okay. Uh. So she saves him from dying. He returns to the game like nothing happened. Wins the game. Wins the poker game. Mm-hmm. The chief kidnaps Vesper. Because things are just going downhill for him. Um, obviously, kidnaps her to trap Bond, to mm-hmm, you know, get mm-hmm. to Bond. Brings uh, them to an abandoned ship where he tortures Bond, buckets naked, mm-hmm. with a what? Did, I don't it's even like know. A, it's like a leather wrapped rope. He just. I mean, he's smashing his balls. He's smashing his balls with it. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know what that would feel like, but I can't imagine. And this is where we realize that James Bond is a psychopath. He's a goddamn psychopath. Because he starts laughing. He's like, everyone's going to know that you scratched my balls. And he's laughing hysterically about it. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, he's trying to get Bond to tell him the password to... To the bank account, right? For the like, yeah, where because, the money is, the winnings, because they put in their they're account. Because tor- they're going to torture Vesper Lynn for the account number, which they know she'll give up. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Bond resists. He yeah. doesn't do it. And then Mr. White comes in. And then an unknown assassin comes in. and Oh, Mr. White. I don't yeah. know who that is. It turns out to be Mr. White, yeah. Kills the chief. Um, Bond and Vesper are okay. Bond awakens in a hospital. And, it looks and like It looks like I, some kind of weird... San- like, sanatorium. I mean, he's like at Lake Como. Yeah. Right? He's like Clooney's his neighbor. He's he's living his now his best life. Yeah. I like, he's always in a chair, always in a robe. Someone's pushing him around. I mean, it's <laughs> wonderful. Vesper's there at his side. I mean. Looking great. Looking in that wonderful. that green sure. dress. Um, and then he resigns from, from MI6. And he and Vesper run away to Venice. Well, he puts in his notice. Well, before that, though, he 
implicates Mathis as being the one who double-crossed them. Yes. And so two MI agents come in and tase Mathis and take him away. Take him away. And they're going to torture him for mm-hmm, information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're all like, mm-hmm, yep, that's right. We're like, well, Bond's not wrong. He got double-crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I forgot that happens. Watching it last night. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. Because I was like, oh my well, God, that's it, right. Because it make it makes Mathis's return even better. You yeah. you wouldn't you would enjoy that. It's, yeah, because it's, it's like such redemption. a good sequence. Sure. Is that in well, Skyfall? Yeah, I believe so. Or Quantum of Solace. I don't remember. Yeah, I'll say yes. Okay. Um they run away to Venice. Oh, and I, then, it looks like they're they're hopping, they're globe trotting, really. Well, they go to Lake Coma to Venice, which is not yeah. going to be that far away. I mean, it doesn't. And they're on they're... their boat. She's in her striped, cute striped yeah. shirt. She looks like all the boat guys in their striped shirts, and they look like they're just, you know, in love. And they are in love. I mean, they're. I mean, they've got a hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Um, and then Bond is talking to M, and she tells him that, "Hey, we got some people here wondering where the money is. It was never deposited." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "The fuck are you talking about?" And we're all like, "Oh fuck, what?" the fuck because we we know that vesper gave the dude the account and the password to put the winnings in and so when m says the winnings are not there it's like your heart drops and i i i had up until last night i thought they were living off of the winnings Hmm. they're they're just living off of their own money i mean they both make a lot of money on their own yes she is the money yeah um, but then, yeah, the money is not there. Yeah. So we're like, where did she put it? So then he calls the weird Swiss guy, the weird Swiss banker. Yeah. Who is able, again, uh-huh. able to, you know, track the money. He's like, it's being withdrawn right now. Yeah, where? He's like, Bank right where business. you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's tell- he tells him that, because Vesper's like, I got to go to the bank. I'm gonna go get go get some more money for us. Yeah, I'll be back. And then that's when Bond finds out that money is being taken out of the winnings in a bank in Venice. So he follows Vesper um, to where the, the, a handoff, right? Of yeah. the money, like she's. It's in a house along the canal. Yeah, big ass house. I guess if it is a house, it's like a big building. It's a, a it's a it's a Venetian brownstone. <laughs> it is where um, these gunmen take her captive um, when they see Bond is mm-hmm. there. Bond, um, I don't. I'm sure it's on the DVD or some special feature. How they did this final scene, how they filmed this, is it all CGI? I mean, I know there's got to be some CGI, but it looks so real. I. This whole like last twenty minutes is just. Like, I think I remember seeing that a lot of it actually took place underwater, but. I mean, just the building collapsing—that looks fucking real. I'm like, I can't be real. It can't be. I don't know. So Bond shoots the building's flotation devices. Because yeah, it's it's do an all old, buildings have no. Flotation? It's an old Venetian, you know what building, whatever uh-huh. the fuck it is. It's being like restored or renovated. Oh, it's being okay. worked on because I think because it is sinking. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to try to retrofit it for whatever those floaters are holding it up okay. essentially, which is crazy. 
But because he shoots these flotation devices, it um, starts to sink into the Grand Canal. He kills the gunman, but Vesper is stuck in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bond is trying to get her out, and she, like... She locks it. She locks it, so he can't get her, because mm-hmm. she knows that this is just over for because, her. Well, she knows that, I mean, she's ruined anything that they have, and her, she's already she knows that she's in trouble with her people again still. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, either way, it's no good for so her. So the elevator falls into the water. And she's in the elevator. He Bond goes down and tries to open it to get her. And it's a heartbreaking scene. It's a really hard scene to watch. Because, for one thing, it looks fucking real. It looks like she's really and drowning. She, she puts her face on his hand. Yes, it's and sad. And pushes away from the door and then blows her air out. Ugh, ugh, I just... And you watch her drown in front of yeah. James Bond. Yeah. And he can't do anything. And what drives me nuts is as soon as she drowns, like officially drowns, he, he kicks I mean, the door open. I'm like, God damn it. What, why did you do yeah. that he 30 her, seconds ago? Yeah. He brings her up and tries to do a very haphazard way of CPR. I'm like, well, I think it's. He's not. Because he's not going to press down on Ava Green's chest like a. Because. No, it never looks right in movies because they never can really do the real yeah. thing. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but there's no saving her. She's dead. And Mr. White escapes with the money. And then M, you know, M calls Bond, tells him the organization, um, tells him the whole story. This is what happened. The organization behind the chief's um, threatened to kill Vesper's boyfriend. Right? Unless she became a double agent. Yeah, his, her boyfriend was like a French uh, Algerian. Mm-hmm. Because he even mentions the pendant she wears. Yeah, when they're at He's dinner. He's like someone you love gave that to you or whatever. She didn't say anything. And it, it's an Algerian love knot. Yeah, so she was doing this all for him. She had an ulterior motive. Yeah. Yes. Um, and M says she most likely made a deal with with Mr. White trading the money for Bond's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Bond returns, kind of, um, he doesn't quit. He takes back his resignation, mm-hmm. returns to service. The bitch is dead. Job's done. The bitch is dead. He went from like, this is the person he's going to spend the rest of his life yes. with to she's nothing. The bitch is dead. Yeah. He, I know, I mean, he doesn't mean it when he says that, but he has to mean it. He means it in that moment. It's sad. Yeah. And then he realizes that Vesper left her phone, her 2005 phone, um, to help him. Which is like, I mean, all of them have the brickiest bricks of all They're phones. all Sony Ericsson phones. Oh, my God. Very European. I mean, it looked like three Texas Instrument calculators taped together. Yeah. That's the wild thing about like mid two thousand movies where everyone has cell phones, but they all look like shit. <laughs> like, did we really use those things? How? Um, but he checks the contacts and he locates Mr. White at an estate in Lake Como. Because then it goes back. We're in Lake mm-hmm. Como again. Shoots him. He shoots Mr. White in the like foot or something. Yeah, like, like the leg. fucking calf. Yeah. He, or, Mr. White's it actually looks like it went through his shin, but it 
Yeah, either way, but he's crawling like a motherfucker. He's crawling and looks kind of pathetic. And um, what does Mister White say to him? Like who? Nothing. He doesn't. He doesn't say who are you. I'm thinking of Batman. No. Who are you? And then Bond, of course, in 007 introduces himself for the first time. For the first time, the name's Bond. James Bond. End of goddamn movie. You want to take a break real quick? Yep. Okay. Let's take a break. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Why do we own this DVD? Hey. My favorite bit of trivia. Uh-huh. From this movie, the shower scene. Uh-huh. It was originally, she was supposed to be in her underwear. Of oh. course. Of course. Yeah. In any other Bond movie, she would be. But Daniel Craig said Vesper Linda wouldn't have time to take off her clothes and she wouldn't, or she wouldn't be in a state of mind to take off her clothes. Yeah. So they left it like that. That 100% makes sense. And yeah, we were talking about the, the car roll. It, yeah, there's a scene. It is the Guinness World Record. There's a scene when he, after Vesper's been kidnapped, he's going after her. He's in his Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. The DB9. And no, the DBS. DBS. Yeah. DB5. No, the DB5 is the classic one. A five looks like an S. Um, yeah, it is DBS. And he sees Vesper laying in the road, tied like up. Like old-timey, like, train like, tracks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Boris and Natasha, yeah. whatever. Um, and so he swerves, obviously, so he mm-hmm. doesn't hit her, and his car flips. And how many times? I think it's seven times. It flips seven times. Like, it just does not stop. And I mean, that... They really flipped that fucking car, didn't they? They used the air cannon under the car, because... To make it flip? Because that car was designed to not roll over, because it's a race car. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and they destroyed three of them. God damn, you guys! Three hundred thousand dollars each. Well, speaking of the budget, I um, wouldn't even have a fucking clue. One hundred and fifty million. Uh, I would have said a hundred and hundred. That's something. quite a lot. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot more than I would have. That's quite a lot. But this is also the same time that the Pirates movies were coming out, which were even more. They were like 200-something million. Yeah, but I mean, those are... Those are Pirates. pirates. (laughs) (laughs) These are Aston Martins and um, lots of locations. Well, yeah. Prague and Bahamas and London and some fake French Riviera, Montenegro place. Well, Montenegro... But it wasn't filmed, I no. don't think, in Montenegro. I don't know where did they were Italy. they actually in Uganda? And I was because looking at all the locations in the credits last night, and I don't remember if I saw that. I don't know. Um so yeah, 150 million budget. Can you take a gander at the box office? Seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Six hundred and sixteen million, six sixteen point five, over half a billion dollars. It was the highest grossing Bond movie until I believe Skyfall. I think I, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. Know. 
That's I mean, a lot of money. I mean, Skyfall is pretty fucking good. I mean, I think the the Bosnian movies probably cracked a hundred thousand, a hundred million, a hundred million at the box office. No idea. But this is a lot of money for a for a Bond movie. I mean, but I think people were excited. It hadn't been it been what like four years, three years since the Pierce Brosnan movies. So it's not like a lot of time had passed, but I think people were so like curious. And I think because of the Born Identity movie in 2002, people were like, this is a different kind of mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. action movies are different now. They yeah. can be different. They can be smart and whatever, you know, whatever we've said about Born Identity. Golden Eye box office, $350 million. That's, I mean, these are money makers, but they're not, you know, MCU. Uh, also, rotten. Oh, oh what? Hmm? One more piece of weird Yeah, trivia. I didn't look at any trivia, yeah. so if you have any nuggets, please. This is the first Bond movie where it rains. <laughs> Isn't really? Fucking weird. That's a really weird fact. Someone watched them all and said, you know what? It never rains in these movies. And then they saw Casino Royale and they're like, holy shit, it's raining. Where does it rain? I don't remember. Trying to picture. Um, oh, oh yeah. When they are, they run in to escape the rain in that like hospital room, and they go up on the bed and they fall off on the bed. They fall off. The, oh yeah. The bed. When they're still. When they're enjoying their wonderful yeah, yeah, times yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It is raining. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What are you? What are you thinking? Eighty-one. Ninety-four. Oh, says so a high Rotten Tomatoes. For a Bond movie, I mean, okay. I'm sure the Brosnan ones are way down from that. You think? Um, Roger Ebert gave this movie four out of four. He really liked it. He says uh, Greg makes a su- superb Bond who gives the sense of a hard man wounded by life and his job who nevertheless cares about people and right and wrong and that the film has answers to all my complaints about the 45-year-old James Bond series, specifically why nobody in a Bond movie ever seems to have any real emotions. You can say what you will about George Lazenby and On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which... My favorite one. um, Bond actually gets married Mm -hmm. to... Is it... um, Tell Cersei I did it. Is it her? Diana Rigg? Yeah. Isn't it Diana Rigg? Oh, I can't remember. Um, but, but yes, I think Ebert is on to something when he says that. And this is the first time you do see, even though he closes himself off at the end, you do see some real emotion in him during this journey. Um, and I like uh, this thing that Roger Moore said. Or wrote, whatever. Mm. Roger Moore, of course, uh, Bond in like 70s time, like Moonraker and don't quote me on what he did. But I feel like he was like 70s and 80s. 70s. Before Timothy Dalton. I think Dalton was the 80s. I think Moore was only in the 70s. He could have started like late 60s through the 70s. Anyway, Roger Moore says, um, Daniel Craig impressed me so greatly in his debut outing, Casino Royale. By introducing a more gritty, unrefined edge to the character that I thought Sean Connery might just have to move over. <laughs> Craig's interpretation was like nothing we'd seen on screen before. 
Jimmy Bond was earning his stripes and making mistakes. It was intriguing to see him castigated by M. Is that a word? I don't know. Well, hey, if Roger Moore says okay, it, it's know, a word. Just like a naughty schoolboy would be by his headmaster. Mm. That's true. It's a very, it is very headmaster yeah. type. Um, the script showed him as a vulnerable, troubled, and flawed character. Quite the opposite to my Bond. Exclamation point. Craig was and is very much the Bond Ian Fleming had described in the books. A ruthless killing machine. It was a Bond that the public wanted. Roger Moore. It's a, it's a bond that they wanted but didn't realize they wanted, I think. Oh, for you sure. Know? Yeah. Until they saw it and they're like, and I'm I wanna believe that the people who were so, you know, James Bland in the beginning, after they saw this, I wanna say that they changed their tune. I mean, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't know I wanted this until I got it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. I mean I, I mean, lots of people will say that about any reboot in general. Oh, we don't need another Spider-Man. And then you see like Tom Holland and you're like, well, shit, maybe we did. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was me. <laughs> Tron Legacy. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Like, how dare they redo Tron? You know, I've only seen it once, so I don't remember it. Oh, it's so good. We have the soundtrack. But yeah, um, people ended up loving Daniel Craig. He's a lot of people's favorite Bond. Now, I think Sean Connery is always going to have that advantage because he was the first and it is Sean Connery. I mean, he's, you know, there is something about him in those Bond movies that is hard to ignore. But Daniel Craig is definitely the modern Bond for the 21st century. And I don't know, I think. I think I think Craig is my favorite Bond overall. Um, of the classic Bonds. I do I do think Connery is the better one. Lazenby is the one I like the most though. Uh-huh. The cat Frankie is splooting on the bed. <laughs> She's like, look at my legs. Yeah, I can I mean I haven't seen again. I can't speak to any of it really, just based on what I know culturally. Yeah. Connery is, you know, hard to hard to beat. But Ro- Ro- I think Roger Moore is supposed to be like the fun one. Yeah, because Moonraker. Is the Moonraker one. like a silly? Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's I've seen it, I've in seen like it once. Or kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a moon car and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it really is hard to compare these 21st century Bond movies to ones 60 years ago that are so outdated. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Problematic elements of them regarding, you know, women and race and what have you. The other character we don't get in this movie besides Q is Miss Moneypenny. Mm. There's no Miss Moneypenny in this movie. No. Because we get the money. That's all we need. We get Thank a you. great Moneypenny later. Like we get a great Q later. Yeah, again, I. Oh, you all love. I mean, you act like I'm going to sit down and watch all these. Because when I when I buy, please don't. I don't want to buy all of them. No, I definitely hard want, no. I would definitely like to have Skyfall. That's a fun one. But do I need to see Quantum of Solace? No. I watched Quantum of Solace. I had it on. I 
did not know what the fuck was going on because I was like, well, I wasn't like, where's the money? Obviously, she dies. Gemma Atterton is like painted gold. In Quantum of Solace, I think so. I'm like, wasn't someone painted gold in Goldfinger? Yeah. It's all very confusing. I don't feel the need to see any of these. Like, I really enjoy Casino Royale as is. I think it's a good one word. It's the only one you need to see. I mean, whatever. That's just my opinion. I would... I wouldn't mind seeing the Pierce Brosnan ones, just because you will like those. 90s. I, I know you will like. I like Michelle Yeoh. A couple of those. Denise Richards. I don't know, but Michelle Yeoh is fun. The problem with Denise Richards's character is that we're supposed to believe that Denise Richards is some kind of scientist. Yeah. See, and, it, and, and she's, and this scientist is played by Denise Richards, acting like Denise Richards. So. There and I go. don't want to be that person who no. makes fun of them. It's like when I, I watched the movie Roadhouse the other night. I've never seen Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love me some Patrick Swayze. But I never saw Roadhouse because it was very a hard R mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Unlike Dirty Dancing, which was a soft PG-13. Okay. Was Dirty Dancing PG-13? It was because it was... Yeah, it was the second PG-13 movie I ever saw in my life after Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? what year? 87. Okay. Okay. Um, but Roadhouse, Hard R, would not, could not. I watched it the other night. Okay. Kelly Lynch is in that movie. Mm-hmm. And she plays a doctor mm. who wears glasses mm-hmm. and has a French braid and a doctor coat. But then at night, those glasses come off. Mm-hmm. And she wears very revealing clothes and she's super tan. And I see her in her being the doctor and saying kind of doctory things. And I was like, you know, Kelly Lynch, <laughs> I don't really know if I believe you're a doctor. <laughs> and it makes me, and I didn't want to think that because again, you can be whatever you want. I'm not, there are very beautiful, sexy doctors everywhere, I'm sure. But, and also I'm used to seeing, I'm used to the Kelly Lynch that's in Cocktail, who is the most one dimensional character you've ever seen on screen. She's only there to like, fuck Brian Brown, is that his name in Cocktail? We've had this conversation before. I don't remember anymore. So I'm like, oh, Kelly Lynch, the chick from Cocktail who has no purpose. Got her start at the Guthrie Theater. Did she really? She's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, see, now she can be a doctor. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. Oh, really? That's really interesting. Uh, I will say this about Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze is a goddamn... He's the most Patrick Swayze-ist. He's... He's so Patrick Swayze. I mean, I was... I mean, I, I knew what the movie was about, sort of. You know, I'm like, okay, he's a bouncer, right? Yeah. But, like... And this was on Amazon, the little Amazon like description. It's like um NYU student philosopher. He's an NYU student that's majoring in philosophy. Okay. And I'm like, I am fucking watching this right now. I'd never plus press play so fast you're, in my entire do you remember, life. Do you remember what you told me you were watching? 
What Roundhouse? <laughs> You're like I'm watching Roundhouse, and I'm like I don't know what that is. Well, Roundhouse is that Nickelodeon show that I talked about on our Newsies episode. Not to confuse with the Loud House. Not to be confused with the Loud House. Roundhouse was like Mickey Mouse Club, but for older people. Oh yeah, okay. It was a variety show. Sh- sure. On Saturday nights during Snick. Kind of like how Bloodhound Gang was for older kids from. Uh, Whatever that was, yeah. three, two, one, contact. So yeah, Roadhouse, <laughs> definitely an interesting movie. I see the appeal of Patrick Swayze, a hundred percent. A little too much naked women. There's boobs everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's just women taking their shirts off, yeah. as they did in the eighties. Just everywhere you look. Oh, there she, she's not wearing a shirt. She's just dancing without I mean, her. The eighties were the epitome of the phrase gratuitous nudity. Yeah, I mean, show me some Swayze ass, okay? I mean, they do, kind of. You do see his butt from far away. But it's the same. This is what gets me. Mm-hmm. There is a scene in Dirty Dancing, okay? Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Chemistry. I know they hated each other, but their chemistry, holy fucking shit, is great. Chemistry between him and Kelly Lynch? Non-existent. Non-existent. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Dirty Dancing, you know, she goes to his cabin. 16 year old baby goes to his cabin to get with him you know what i mean i i do know what you mean he has a record player you know needle drop we hear otis redding these arms of mine okay very sexy okay and they and they get on roadhouse kelly lynch comes over he's playing with the radio some like heavy metal stuff comes on she's like no and he's like okay yeah changes it otis redding these arms of mine. I'm like, are you kidding me, Roadhouse, right now? Use the same needle drop in the same scene with none of the chemistry. Okay. But whatever. I, I enjoyed your TED Talk. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Maybe next week we'll get to talk about Dirty Dancing because <laughs> we don't own Roadhouse. Do I we, would buy we, it. We own Dirty Dancing? Are you kidding me? I am kidding you. I would buy Roadhouse if it didn't have, if it wasn't like 70% naked women. Hitting on, Pat- I love Patrick Swayze in it. He's wearing those little sweatpants that are a little bit tighter than you'd want your sweatpants. Or 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 just tight enough <laughs> like to make they, you want to buy sweatpants. They honestly don't look comfortable because they look like they're just a little too tight. Uh-huh. Whatever. But or, is, or is Patrick Swayze just, just too much man for sweatpants? I think it's just too much man for those those gray sweatpants he wears. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about Casino Royale 2006? Um, no. Uh, this, this did make me want to watch... The other ones. At least Skyfall, because... That's the one that I was getting some scenes mixed up with this one. Well, they're all on Amazon Prime because the Amazon owns MGM, which owns Ian Fleming. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had to watch this on Amazon because uh, daughter had a friend over in the basement, so we did not watch our DVD. I was like, well, we'll watch it on Amazon. But that's where the other ones are. That's where No Time to Die is, too, the newest and final, maybe? Not really sure. Um, I mean, small. I know what happens okay. well, to yeah. its character, but again, this is a this is a money maker that MGM's not going to well, be like. Well, it's not going to be the last James Bond. No, it's be like Doctor Who. Yeah, 
Just regenerate. They should actually have him like regenerate. That is a theory uh, put he- forth by uh, one Matt Myra. <laughs> that James Bond is a time lord. You know? Still not ginger. Where's our ginger bond? Where's Can our, you imagine? Where's our black James Bond? Oh, that's been, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, oh, Idris Elba. He's too old now. He is too old. Too late. They fucked up. Unless they do Bond at an older age. No, nope, they can't. No. <laughs> they no. did no. No. Bruce Wayne older. Batfleck was like an older Bruce Wayne, aging sort of. I don't know. There, this could be a thesis right now. There was a proposed, uh, I believe it was Max Brooks, I think, who had an idea. I think he had written a treatment for James Bond for a. When you said Max Brooks, I was thinking of. Mel Brooks? Max no. Weinstein? Max Weinberg? Who's the guy we don't, the director, we're like, fuck. Joe. Land, John Landis? Max Landis. We don't yeah. like Max Landis. No. Okay. Yeah, I think anyway, it was, I you think said it was, Max Brooks. I thought you were talking about Max Landis. I was like, we don't listen to I him. I think no. it was Max Brooks. Yeah, I do think it was Max Brooks who had uh, conceived a James Bond where we get a new James Bond featuring all the old former James Bondses that have been retired by MI6. So that... that Can you imagine? That code... You know, and uh, moniker gets yeah. handed down. Yeah, but Which it would makes involve sense. like it would almost be like a like a like a buddy comedy almost Ooh. with these old retired. It would be like a um, like old dogs or, or red. I don't know red oh. at all. Yeah, I just, you, I know that's your. I've, kind I've of watched Ellie three times now. I know because you have a thing for Helen Mirren, which I don't blame you. Of no. course, She's, she is the queen. She's also Ava Green. <laughs> <laughs> Ava Green is Helen Mirren. Oh. Okay. Anything else, Mister Mister mm, Bond? No, no, no. All right. Should we pick for next week? You need to think about it. Is there a what? I don't. I'm not. I I don't know what I'm in the mood for. Like, what am I hoping? What kind? Of, what kind of movie oh, am I hoping to get? I know what I'm in the mood for because I just spent five minutes talking. Well, we, you have to it. you have to buy Roadhouse first. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Do it. <laughs> hey, if I see the Blu-ray at Target for five dollars, then you it's never a, it's know. A strong maybe. Well, I don't know. There is a lot of just gratuitous that I just everybody's not, got everybody's got boobs. I know, but I just don't need to see them. Just let's go dancing, ladies, and then all strip naked to dance. Like at a club. A lot of fighting. Yeah. That's what bouncers. I'm like, does this happen at places anymore? Uh, fucking redneck ones. Yeah. He's an NYU philosopher. Uh, according to, you know, my former coworker, Jay. Cause he used to be a bouncer. Did he love the roadhouse life? And, and he also used to be a bartender. Sure. Sounds like roadhouse is pretty, uh, true to, true okay. to life. All right. Um, uh, 149. Wow, we're getting down there. Hey, Google, pick a number from 1 to 149. One. Oh, oh, my God. It happened. I know what it is. It's a number. 300. 
300. I wondered if we would ever get to this movie without it being the last the one. The Zack Snyder classic. It's, I mean, as... It's his best movie. As far on. as I can remember, it's fucking great. It's his best movie. And it that is, is um, not a very high compliment. Um, I'm not a Zack Snyder super fan. There are many. That's fine. I very much enjoyed 300. I remember. It looked, it looked like nothing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. That was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. One line I do remember uh, kind of possibly my, my John Livingston of movie lines, maybe. Oh. I mean, not Dr. Livingston of movie lines. Mm-hmm. At the vert, at the near very end. The near very end. Yeah. The near very end. Yes. That, that sounded very lemony snickety. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. When, yep, yep, yep. I mean, spoiler alert. Okay. A bunch of Spartans die. Yes. For Sparta. And one guy is next to King Leonidas of Sparta. He says, it's been an honor to die by your side. And then Leonidas goes, it's an honor. It was my honor to live by yours. Mm, Fucking from, love it. That's not from Apollo 13? Doesn't John <laughs> Hanks say that? It's been an honor. You say John Hanks? John Hanks. <laughs> it's been a privilege. Flying with you or something. We don't have that movie. 300 will drop on July 3rd. I don't know. I saw the number three and I was like, oh, that's our 4th of July episode for Sparta. July 4, Sparta. (laughs) (laughs) We have Uh, May the 4th be with you in July 4, Sparta. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this will be the July 315th anniversary of it came out in 2007. So 15 years since 300. Mm, And all that Zack Sander has done since. All right. So next week, 300. I don't know if this is streaming. I wonder if I don't know. It might be. I feel like it's one of those that would be perpetually streaming. Mm, It might be. Check your, you know, local listings. Check your library. Whatever. Go check, buy it. Check your TV guide. Check your TV guide. <laughs> All 50 pages of it. Or or 10 or if 10. you lived in Torrance, California. Um, and got the Daily Breeze newspaper. <laughs> Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Why Do We Own This DVD or Twitter at Why Do We Own This One. And thanks, as always, to Brushy One String for our theme song. You can find Brushy at BrushyOneString.com. And thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. <laughs> for our artwork. artwork. <laughs> uh, I assume you'll end with <coughs> the James Bond theme and not the Chris Cornell song. There's a track on this soundtrack. The final one is called the James Bond. James Bond. And it's probably what you want. Yeah, probably. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to find out. All right. Here's Chris Cornell. Okay, bye.